The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm Chris McDonald, your host and expert in all things related to holistic counseling. If you are a new listener to this podcast, I want to say welcome. As a listener, you have access to my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to attract your ideal holistic clients. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com. Scroll down, enter your name and email address today. Back to today's episode. I am so excited for today's guest, Greg Witt. I met him at a local drum circle when I was a school counselor, and he actually came to my school to help facilitate a session of therapeutic drumming with my at-risk youth. And let me tell you, it was amazing. The kids were so engaged and focused, full of joy, just from that experience of drumming. Greg brings smiles and happiness wherever he goes. At Drum for Change, Greg Witt facilitates workshops, retreats designed to connect people to one another and to the world around them. Greg studied holistic lifestyle practices in graduate school at the Maryland University of Integrative Health. His studies focus on ancient wisdom traditions to benefit modern society, and these support his work leading interactive, experiential education programs in corporations, congregations, communities, and classrooms. Cleverly disguised as music, his programs are actually hands-on philosophy teaching how to live, work, and play well together in community. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Greg. Thanks so much, Chris. It's a treat to be here with you today. I love that last part of your bio about cleverly disguised as music, but it's teaching how to live, work, and play together as a community. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I uh, I tripped into this this thing that I do now as my livelihood by accident. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah, and and what I've discovered is that it's a great uh, gateway into helping people connect to one another and to the planet, uh, and that's been the real real joy of doing this work for the last nine years for my living, twelve years now for my living. Wow! So, can you tell my listeners more about yourself and your work? Yeah, so I am um, a professional drum circle facilitator. I, I bring a van full of instruments to your uh, venue. Uh, you put people in chairs, and I teach them to play nicely together. <laughs> nicely uh, together. And so there's a, a lot of um, ancient wisdom practices that go into this particular activity. Uh, and now there's a lot of modern science and research that proves what the indigenous people knew all along, that coming together and making music in a way that's joyful is healthy and good for you. So I was surprised to read you studied holistic lifestyle practices in graduate school. So what piqued your interest in this? That's a really great question. Um, I attended what at the time was called uh, the Thai Sophia Institute, which was previously the traditional acupuncture institute and what's now called the Maryland University of Integrative Health. Uh, and the program that I uh, studied there uh, was called Transformative Leadership and Social Change. Uh, and basically it was uh, 
ancient wisdom practices and philosophy applied in a modern management context. Uh, and so I was looking for a leadership program. Uh, my background uh, prior to drumming, I, I worked for a university for 10 years. And before that, I was in the military. So my uh, interpretations and experiences of leadership were radically different from the stuff that I was studying uh, in this place. But what I loved was that it was all focused on holistic lifestyle and bringing that holistic concept into the workplace. So you fit in well with this podcast. I was so excited to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All things holistic here. Yeah. So when did you start drumming? How did that lead to drumming? Well, uh, when I left the Air Force, uh, I wound up going back to my alma mater at NC State University uh, and taking a job there, which let me finish my degree program uh, as a lifelong learner. Uh, and I was doing event planning, basically. And, and my first job there was renting out the dormitories for the summer, where um, we had a camp of 300 kids come in to study arts and sciences for a week. And at the end of their week, they lined all those kids up uh, to march them into the auditorium and give a slideshow to the parents so that the parents could take them away uh, at the end of their camp. And they led that line of children into that auditorium with one guy playing an African drum. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and it was a case of, if you've ever heard someone say, oh, the music was so beautiful, it moved me. Uh, well, it was a literal thing, right? It actually got my feet moving. Uh, and so I jumped in that parade and I marched along with that kid and landed at the uh, end and cornered the guy that was drumming and said, what is that? Where'd you get it? I've got to have one of those. And that started this uh, interest that became a hobby, that became a side hustle that has now been uh, my living uh, for a lot of years. So it's a, a really strange way to, yeah. to break into something. Uh, that's that's yeah. fantastic. But I think sometimes when you hear the drumming too, it just kind of draws you in. They, they say it calls to you, right? Uh, yeah. And then it connects to something primal yes. uh, in human beings. And uh, I would say that's true for a lot of us. It, it's certainly not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, and yet I find that lots and lots of people get really good benefits uh, from it, even when they don't know that they're, they're coming at it and, and soaking in those things. Uh, they're still happening. Yes, so true. So what have you noticed or read about for research as far as the benefits on mental health? Well, uh, one of the early adopters of that was a guy named Barry Bittman, who is a, a neurologist, and he partnered with a music therapist, uh, and they did a bunch of clinical research working with uh, burnout and cancer. Uh, and so in their research studies, uh, they discovered the science that proves group drumming in a particular way will boost the immune system and reduce the stress response. And now lots of other agencies have done similar work and, and validated that all of this is true. So there's lots of people out on, in the world that are practicing these different programs and lots of other ways of going about it that uh, really taps into those old world uh, village community ideas about how we can, can bond and how we can uh, reap the benefits of, of that connection through music. And have you seen anything, any benefits from your experience? Yeah, lots and lots. Uh, you know, with all the years of doing this, I've been drumming for, gosh, just over 20 years at this point. Uh, and so I get to work with everything from uh, school kids to corporate team building to uh, wellness retreats. Um, and, and there's been so many great success stories about how drumming provides this sonic massage that creates this sense of uh, connection to other people that, you know, removes a sense of isolation that 
that boost your T cell count. You know, it's just, there's so much goodness in it that you don't have to be the scientist to understand or access it. And, and that's really my work is to make these ideas uh, easy and accessible for anyone to take advantage of. Just reminds me, we had an episode on sound healing using the singing bowls. So I wonder too, with drumming, it's, it's almost like a sound healing, isn't it? Overall, mind, body, spirit. It really is. And I love that there's so much renewed um, interest around the idea of sound healing. You know, that's nothing new. Uh, and yet there are all kinds of uh, experiences that you can attend now and training programs that you can attend about how to use these different instruments, everything from voice to crystal bowls to flutes to drumming, uh, all to enhance wellness. So it really becomes this this lifestyle kind of, of medicine. So in your business, what kind of places do you go? What kind of people do you bring drumming to? Uh, so my, my tagline, you know, in, in my elevator speech says I, I work with people and those people are in corporations, they're in congregations, they're in communities and they're in classrooms. Uh, so about half of what I do is youth development kinds of stuff. So culturally based school programs uh, with kids in the classroom, uh, summer camps, grief retreats for youth. Uh, it's kind of all over the place uh, with those kinds of things. One of the the programs that I promote is called Drumbeat. It came out of Australia and it's a, uh, a mental health and counseling based program that fosters um, positive behaviors for at-risk kids, basically. Nice. Uh, and that's a great one. And, and then another program that I, I've trained in is called Health Rhythms. Uh, that's the one that Dr. Pittman uh, developed. It's a 10-step protocol for consistently replicating wellness results uh, using a group drumming format. So, you know, those kinds of concepts come into play in, in anything that I do, but they aren't necessarily the focus of what I do. Uh, so I've done programming with the North Carolina Medical Board, with uh, hospice agencies, with um, church groups. Um, you know, it's just kind of all over the map where this thing that you do that's good for you uh, helps you build relationships with your coworkers and it reduces stress and you're getting a, a, a cultural uh, introduction to world traditions and you're promoting diversity and inclusion because the idea is that everybody gets to contribute to the music making. So I like that concept that everybody gets to contribute. And I think about when I've gone to drum circles, I don't know what it is, but there's some, it's hard to put into words, isn't it? Sometimes like how that feels to be that connection between everybody. Yeah. And you hit on something really important there because it's about the feeling, yeah. right? Uh, we have a cognitive understanding perhaps of what a drum circle is, uh, but that does nothing to to tell you what that's going to feel like and how that's going to resonate in your physiology. Uh, so it's a, a heady thing that's really all about embodiment uh, practices. Yeah, I can see that, that embodiment. That's a word too, because I know I've gone to the Asheville <laughs> drum circle um, and, you know, I'll get up and dance and I see lots of people dancing, but it's like you can almost just feel like you want to move and do something to the beat. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a song that I, I share a lot in my programming uh, that comes from Burkina Faso. And the song is all about uh, the, the loose interpretation is, is make this body dance, right? How do we come to life more fully? Uh, and we all know that we're, we're a mind, body, spirit connection. And yet that mind and spirit occupy this body. And, and so the more vibrant we can make that, the more vibrant those other pieces of our lives can be too. Yeah. So true. So it sounds like it's pretty much any kind of group you've gone to different ages and it's not certain specific groups you look at. 
No, and I, I love it because uh, any group can access it. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if you're three years old or 93 years old, you can still participate to some extent uh, that you can still join in and you can still uh, find this to be a rewarding and joyful experience. And you mentioned um, one of the groups you said, I think you said Drumbeat, um, that was located in Australia, that's for uh, mental health. So can you talk more about that? What is that again? Yeah, so uh, Drumbeat was a program developed by a guy named Simon Faulkner, who was employed by uh, Holyoke, which is a big mental health provider in Australia. Uh, and they were really looking at ways to combat issues of uh, suicide and addiction in um, indigenous populations. Uh, and so they came up with this participatory drumming program uh, that they teach over a 10-week course. Uh, and it's all about empowerment. It's about using um, repetition to encourage positive behaviors. Uh, and Simon has gone on to do a, another program called Rhythm to Recovery uh, that is even broader in its scope and its offerings using similar formats. How do we use music to make life better? I love that. How to make, how to use music to make life better. Yeah, because we all know yeah, it, right? You turn on the radio God. and you, you put on your jams from back in your day and, and suddenly you're feeling young and energetic and, and you've got your swagger back, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and so we know that we can flip that switch and use music to change our mood. Uh, what we may not know is that that same switch is also changing our biology. Uh, and so it's, it's really, really cool to um, do this in ways that, that aren't just sitting and listening, but are actually creating opportunities for engagement. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference, isn't it? Exactly. Engaging with it. So many more benefits from engaging and actually being a part of it instead of just listening. I, I think it, um, oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, um, accentuates that it, it yes. up levels that if you will, right. You'll, you'll get the benefit by sitting and listening. Uh, you'll get more benefit by being in the presence of it in person and you'll get even more benefit by, uh, participating in the activities. Yeah. It's almost like multi-layered, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what do you recommend if therapists or counselors listening would like to start some kind of drumming group in their community? Uh, drumming groups are, um, an interesting animal. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I was just talking with a, a woman about doing this in a small town here in rural North Carolina, not terribly far from where I live. Uh, and, you know, to get a consistent drumming group, you need a, a, a certain tipping point of enthusiasts that want to join in and, and show up. Uh, so you've got to be willing to commit. Uh, you might need equipment and instruments to provide as loaners because not everyone's going to have those kinds of things sitting around their homes. Uh, and so there's a little bit of an investment. Uh, it certainly goes better if you've got some training experience and leading drum circles. And there's lots of opportunities for that out there. Uh, I learned in the school of hard knocks for the most part. Uh, and I don't necessarily recommend that as a, a method to get there, uh, but it is certainly a way that you can go. Um, but the, I think the, the thing that's best to remember when starting a drumming group is that it's not about the drumming. Uh, one of my teachers, uh, Christine Stevens, who's a, a, a dually trained uh, music therapist and social worker, uh, talks about this. And uh, she says, you know, that the measure of success isn't the musicality. And it's not about the instruments that you use. It's about the relationships you're creating uh, during the occasion. And that's what really makes all the difference. And I had never even thought of it when I was like prepping for this interview that 
it's not just the drumming, it's it's all the other parts in the community. That's such a different yeah. way to look at this and perspective on this. Right, right. Uh, and so that's that's where I went with this uh, when I got really heady with it in graduate school uh, was how do I how do I take these old world ideas and modernize them so that they can be uh, readily used in in current in our, our society today. Because I'm thinking about therapists using for as far as therapeutic tool in counseling too, and how powerful that could be. And I'm thinking of any age, like you said, from age three up. I just think that could be such a amazing tool to use. I know when I did my group, um, I had learned some of the hand, I took a hand drumming class and had luckily my school actually bought the equipment. (laughs) So I know that's a difficult piece for a lot of people that may not have that, but we were able to use the equipment we had. And, you know, I just learned as I went, learned different rhythms and just tried to think out of the box. I had one other there or counselor that was, um, helping, we we're helping each other out to figure out what would be a lesson plan for this. How could this be do- different? How could we play sadness on the drum? What would that sound like? How could we play? Yes. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> what would anger yeah. sound like? And then I think, um, from the drum circles too, I learned just sometimes just playing a rhythm and let people imitate or let them, um, add something in. So there's so many create creative ways you can use this. And that's that's a beautiful uh, use of that too, because it doesn't rely on the folkloric understanding of cultures that might be really really different from ours, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yet we all know what it's like to struggle to find our voice around particular issues. Uh, and so if we can express those feelings in other ways, then we make that less risky feeling. Right. Sure. Uh, because I can share some, some banging really readily and I don't have to talk about it, Yeah, that's it. Right? but, but I'm still getting the benefit of expressing it and being heard and getting validated because you can take that same activity, right? Oh, this is what my anger might sound like and have the group, uh, replicate that. Yes. Uh, and so mm-hmm. you're getting the affirmation of, of, I've been heard, uh, and I've been understood to some extent and you haven't said a word. Powerful. Yes. So such a great tool. I think that if you can get some experience in local drum circles too, just to kind of see what it's like and try it out. Um, right. And drum circles yeah. show up in so many different That's ways, true. right? You've mm-hmm. got the, you've got drum classes, like you were talking about that are, you know, folkloric study of, of indigenous traditions from around the planet. And then you've got the freestyle drum circle of, you know, hippies hanging in the park in Asheville and, and doing their thing. Uh, and then you've got, a facilitated drum circle, which is I do what I do, where you have a, a designated leader that's trying to make the best musical and connective outcome. Uh, and then you've got these focused drum circles that are more the idea of sound healing and the new age community and, and those kinds of, of associations where you're trying to bring up some, some good mojo, some positive energy uh, with the activity. So lots of different ways that yeah. people access this. I hadn't even thought there's different kinds. So that, that's good to know that and clarify that. And I guess, for, yeah, for counselors, too, that might be doing it, um, that that would be like a therapeutic drum circle, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's been a lot of my interest of late. Uh, how do we leverage this uh, in a therapeutic way? And I'm not trained as a therapist or, or licensed right. as a counselor. So uh, I really dance that line of, of what my responsibility and ethics are around, around sharing this material, uh, because I don't want to open doors that I can't close. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so trying to do this in ways that are healthy and safe um, and um, wise uh, and doing it with groups uh, where you don't necessarily know what kind of transaction you, you might be having. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just staying in your lane, of course, if you're not a licensed therapist. But it sounds like you you bring the therapeutic nature of this together with people and you know, that's, yeah, you don't need, a, and, you don't need a license for that. <laughs> right. You, you can find the, the wellness benefit yeah. anyway you go about it. And in fact, I spent most of, of July working with the U S military, uh, teaching ideas about resilience, uh, to groups of people that were either returning from or going to places overseas. Uh, and so how do those folks, uh, handle stress? How do they connect to one another? How do they reintegrate in, into this world? Uh, and using music to access some of that conversation. Was that the five elements model you were talking about to me? Yeah. So five elements is, is you know, Chinese medicine stuff, right? If you've ever practiced Tai Chi or Qigong, uh, you may have touched on these kinds of things. And it's all related to energy work, whether that's, um, you know, Reiki or massage or, or sound healing. It's all about energetic blockages. And, and so the five elements model of, of Chinese medicine, uh, when you think of that medicine wheel, uh, medicine wheels are, are really part of every culture. And, and so, you know, my ancestry goes back and taps into Native American, like many of us do. And, uh, and so they have their own model. And then when you look at uh, the, all the African drumming that I've studied, they have their own medicine wheel model. And all of these have a lot more similarities than differences. And that was really what I focused on in, in grad school. Uh, and so those, those five elements, you know, they, they have lots of correspondences, right? If you could imagine uh, a circle with lots of colors in it, uh, and then inside that circle is another little circle. And so you've got uh, that circle divided into four pieces of pie with a centerpiece, uh, and at the top, you know, that's north and that represents winter and water. And then over to the right hand side, that's uh, green and that represents spring and wood. And down on the bottom, it's red and that, that corresponds to fire and, and the idea of summer. And then off to the left, uh, it's white and it relates to autumn and metal. And then in the uh, African model, they add uh, a centerpiece. Uh, and that's yellow or gold, and they call that earth. And I think of that as the thing that contains all the others. And so my uh, contribution to this was to take that, that idea of that medicine wheel, that five elements model, and then layer onto that percussion sounds, right? So we've been talking about drums, oh, wow. but in, in the percussion world, you've got other sounds, right? There's the drums, that, that's the fire, that's the south, and, and the idea of joy. Uh, and then uh, over to the West on, on that model, that's metal. So those are all the bells, right? And, and that's representative of um, the idea of, of thoughtfulness. Uh, and then up to the North, that's water. Those are the loose sounds, the shaky sounds, all the maracas and the, the shaker and, and the tube shakers and those kinds of things. And over to the East, the wood, the green, uh, that's all about possibility. And, and so that's, uh, the wood sounds, the scrapers and, and the wood blocks and those kinds of things. Uh, and then when you, when you talk about that centerpiece, the earth, right, the thing that contains all the others, well, that becomes the ensemble. Uh, and so that's the, the musical model of that medicine wheel. And then the correspondence is with relation to wellness. Uh, you know, it, it's all about connection and learning and activity and giving and noticing uh, all of these things that are really factors in the happiness quotient, right? When you, when you look at how do we access those things, 
uh, and that's how, you know, we keep learning, we, we grow, we give to others, uh, we make it about more than ourselves. We notice the world around us and we appreciate and have gratitude for the little things. Uh, and, and then within that five elements model, you have the five gifts. And these are the things that I've been talking about with these groups and what I've been teaching in the last few years. Uh, the idea that uh, in the medicine wheel, uh, you want to create balance and harmony so that the wheel rolls smoothly. Uh, and so you become the observer of the spaces that you occupy, whether it's your, your home and your family or it's your workplace or it's your school. Uh, and the five spokes of that wheel and the five gifts that you could offer uh, would include listening, uh, creating possibilities or opportunities, bringing joy, uh, having thoughtfulness for others, and and sharing gratitude. You know, and so those things bring, I think, life into a more harmonious balance and create a more healthy uh, environment. And so that's really what I've been sharing through music. Yeah, I love how you mix it with the music too and, and to incorporate the different sounds for the different elements. And it sounds like it's all about balance. Uh, you know, in some regards, it's about balance, but, you know, in, in reality, there is no balance. There is no. Okay. Uh, you know, they say work-life balance, you know, that's always our goal, but, but there's really no balance. It's just how do we choose to spend our time? That's it, isn't right? it? Where, where are we being drawn? And so the Chinese model says it's not so much about balance, it is about movement. Right. And so can we keep moving through these different seasons, through these different phases? Can we move from work to home uh, and do that in a way that becomes more effortless? What was the response to this five elements model? Uh, you know, it's always interesting what kind of response you get, but you get people that that light up when they hear about a particular piece of it. You know, so say you're thinking about your classroom or you're thinking about your workplace and you say, hey, is there enough listening happening here. And if there's not enough listening, can you be that thing for the sake of everyone? Uh, and then, then it becomes an empowerment opportunity, right? Can I do this for everyone else? Can I take one for the team? Right. Uh, when you consider these places where you spend your time, is there enough possibility? Is there opportunities? Are, are you stuck? Right. And can you introduce a way to be unstuck? You know, when you think about uh, where you spend your time, is that place joyful, right? And a lot of people think, well, joy isn't necessarily an appropriate thing for a particular environment, you know, an office or, or a funeral or, or, you know, whatever. And yet serious things don't have to be joyless, right? We can still bring that uh, emotion and that goodness to the occasion. Uh, and so this, this whole idea is, is empowering people to, one, um, observe their environment, two, assess their environment, and three, shift their environment by being the thing that's missing. So being the thing that's missing. Right. And so I'm just teaching it through a musical metaphor. So when yes. we're having a drum jam mm -hmm. and, and I put all the instruments in the room and everybody sees the big drum and they want to play the big drum and they grab that and I explain the model and say, hey, can we create balance? You know, if it's all drums, then that's too much of one thing and not enough of another. So how do we create some balance? Can you listen to the music and say, oh, well, there's not enough uh, metal sounds here, right? So let me go grab a bell and introduce some metal sounds. Uh, oh, there's no wood sounds in our song. Can I grab some, some uh, scrapers or, or some wood blocks and introduce some wood sounds? Uh, and so this becomes a metaphor for bigger picture thinking about life as a whole. 
Uh, so we're just using music to introduce that idea. And that's so cool, the bigger picture thing. I was, that's what I was thinking when you were saying that, almost a metaphor for life. Exactly. So here, let me show you a little diagram. Oh, and this diagram means all these things. And then, oh, let's let's take the diagram and let's stretch a little bit and let's overlay it on on these different social groups that we're in. And then, oh, let's let's spread that out a little further and say, hey, what is what is your role in this? And oh, hey, what is your ability to influence this? And so, you know, one of the the big things about joy and contribution of fulfillment is is how do I contribute? Yeah. And so this creates some ideas about how to do that. And I think you mentioned the word empowerment. It sounds very empowering mm-hmm. too. What do you have control of? It, right, right. And so you just have to get people past their uh, timidity about, one, making music because they're not used to doing that. Uh, and so it kind of levels the playing field for the people that are joining in uh, because most people haven't done this kind of thing. Uh, and then, two, you have to have a bit of uh, the ability to get over yourself uh, so that you can participate and then contribute. Yes. So what's a holistic strategy that you use as part of your daily practice? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, so uh, years ago, I published a calendar that was based on some of these things that I, I learned at the Thai Sophia Institute. Uh, and it was a, a list of 31 practices that were largely Buddhist influenced, but lots from other uh, wisdom traditions around the world. Uh, and so I, I share that calendar freely as, as considerations or reflections for a given day. So, for instance, if I opened up my calendar today, August 30th, uh, and it would say that my practice today is to uh, give up trying and practice doing. Mm. Right. Uh, and so that's just a whole different way of, of looking at the world to say, oh, I'm going to try to do this or I'm going to make an attempt at something. Right. And instead, I'm just going to I'm just going to start. Right. And uh, and then it kind of takes you off the hook of, of having to be accomplished or successful or, or an expert at those things. Uh, I, I'm just going to do it. You know, I, I'm a beginner at this thing and, and that's where I'm going to start. So I look at my calendar as part of my holistic practice and, and try to use that lens every day. Uh, and then uh, I practice a little breathing technique uh, every day called square breathing uh, that I find really useful. Uh, it really helps me unwind uh, when I get stressed out. And it helps me um, unwind at the end of the day to go to sleep. Uh, and so that's a, a really handy one. Uh, and then the other thing that I, I use a lot uh, is the idea of um, mantra uh, from Indian traditions. But uh, in a Western context, we learned it from a drummer named Babatundi Olatunji, uh, who had the first gold record ever in world music back in the 1950s. But uh, he had this teaching approach that says, if you can say it, you can play it. And the whole idea is that anything you say has a rhythm to it and that you can create a, a pattern of music uh, to go with that concept. And so I, I use that notion to create positive affirmations for myself that then I can just repeat over and over uh, and do that as uh, one verbal, but but two also as, as a musical pattern. And that sets up a, uh, a sonic vibration, if you will, that then becomes uh, uh, part of my tissues, you know, so it, it goes past a cognitive understanding and into a, a physical one. But that's a great way to keep that intention in mind. If you can say it, you can play it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so for instance, if we wanted to do that together and to create one, right. Um, you know, I would ask you, uh, you know, what's something that you want to foster in your life? What's something that you want to bring more of? And, and what would you tell me? Peace. Peace. Right. Uh, and so what, what about peace do, do you want uh, to happen? Less stress. <laughs> Yeah. So less stress, yeah. more peace, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's a, a useful thing for lots of people, right? Uh, and so if you were to say less stress, more peace over and over and over again, right? Less stress, more peace, less stress, more peace, less stress, more peace. You're repeating that over and over to yourself and you're setting up that, uh, that idea uh, inside yourself. Uh, and if you're articulating that out loud, the theory is that you're you're leveraging the law of attraction, yeah. right? And you're setting mm -hmm. out that vibration into the world. Uh, and then you can take that a step for, further and you can create uh, a musical pattern or a drum pattern to go with it. So, for instance, if you, uh, for the words less stress, if you tapped on your lap, right? Yep. Less stress, mm -hmm. less stress. Uh, and then, you know, stress is the negative thing, but peace is the higher thing. So maybe uh, you take less stress to, from your lap up to your, your chest and that becomes more peace. So less stress, more peace, less stress, more peace, less stress, more peace, less stress, more peace. And so then now you're actually using some of these ideas that come from emotional freedom techniques. I was going to say, or, that sounds like something uh, happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, and so you're just putting those principles nice. into practice. Uh, by activating these these words that represent the world that you want to live in. But it sounds like integrate it into the body as well with, with exactly. the tapping. And, yeah. Because the body's not separate, right? And, and that all goes back to the history of uh, Cartesian studies, right? If, if you're familiar with uh, Rene Descartes yes. and, and the whole idea of his battle with the Catholic Church and, uh, you know, the church says, you know, spirit is our thing, but you can study the body if you want. Uh, and so that was the beginning of Western medicine, right? The idea that spirit and body are separate things. Uh, and that is not the approach that, that holistic medicine would take. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So Greg, is it, have I missed anything that you wanted to share? Uh, I think those are really lovely things, right? That um, yes, that this stuff is is interesting, yeah. and it can it can be really heady, and it's it's been researched, and yet you don't need any of that to access it. Uh, and so that's that's really what I I love to share and to teach people that that you can do this. And in fact, I've got a, a bunch of colleagues that are doing this with me right now. Uh, when the pandemic broke out and everything shut down, and, and we we heard that term languishing, yeah. right, about how we're all stagnant and, and we just can't figure out what to do with ourselves. Uh, and I really saw this in the drum circle world because we're all, as drum circle leaders, focused on connecting with, with groups of people and we weren't able to do that. And, and so we created occasions uh, here in the United States and other folks in Europe were doing similar things uh, just to come together and, and commune and, and figure out how to relate to each other in new ways. Uh, and I made lots of friends internationally uh, doing that because we were able to connect over Zoom. And previously, I might never have known That's these true. folks. But when I looked at all these colleagues who were, were suffering, right, and I think about uh, this idea of how can I bring the thing that's missing, right? How can I introduce joy? How can I bring possibility? How do I provide listening? Uh, what can I do to show gratitude and thoughtfulness? Uh, it clicked for me that I could take that calendar that I was talking about earlier and activate that with my friends all over the planet. 
And so uh, I reached out to lots of these people and we decided to start this book project. And so I'm creating an ebook right now. Sweet. That, uh, yeah. So I'm writing little essays about all of those little practices on that calendar. And then my friends all over the world are illustrating it with videos. So cool. Yeah. And so it's just this body percussion kind of idea. How do we take these concepts uh, from uh, a heady kind of thing? create a little body percussions that you can practice them uh, and then have different people illustrate them from all over the world. So I've got friends from the West coast of uh, the United States and friends down in South America and friends in Scotland and friends in India and friends in Hong Kong that are all contributing to this project, um, which was beautiful for me because I got to help them and I got to help me. And so we're doing something really cool together. And I, I just love that so very and much. Almost like creating an international community instead of just a local one. Yeah. So bigger picture, bigger picture. Right? <laughs> always the bigger yeah. picture, right? We're creating little ripples for and those sure. ripples keep r- rolling out. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? So, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm online and, and uh, doing virtual programming and in-person programming locally. And uh, you can find me on my website at drum for change That's D-R-U-M-F-O-R-C-H-A-N-G-E.com. Uh, and, and there's Facebook stuff out there, too, where, where I try to share local happenings or, or fun ideas. Uh, but those are the best ways to, to reach out to me. Uh, you'll find a little bit on YouTube, too. Uh, I've really been diversifying some of what I do as I travel and research drumming. Uh, I've been collecting a lot of stories along the way. So I've just branched out into storytelling and joined our North Carolina Storytelling Guild. Uh, and we'll be preventing, presenting at a festival uh, coming up in November, uh, just collecting these ideas and, and trying to do things that are joyful with them. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for coming on the podcast today. Uh, it's been my treat. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the things yes. that I care about. Yes, I, I know. This is such a good learning experience for everybody. You had so many different ways to look at drumming I never thought of, and I'm sure our listeners felt that way too. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's We just have to remind ourselves that it's it's not about um, the drumming. It's it's about the people. Uh, and so, you know, you're, you're a counselor, and it's not really about the counseling. It's about taking care of people. And, that's it. And so the more of us that can adopt that mindset – Right. The, the more the world's going to be a better place, I think. Yes. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're getting your podcast. And this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor, over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.